Bap, bap, bap. Big day. Big, huge, big. Taryn Manning is here. You know her from such giant movies as Eight Mile, Hustle and Flow, Crossroads, <laughs> Crossroads with Britney Spears, Shalom. Uh, she was incredible on Orange is the New Black. Her performance is bonkers in that show. She has a very special place in my heart because her band Boomcats has a song on the Eight Mile soundtrack. It's called, Y'all Just Wasting My Time. Big, this song's a big deal for me, all right? <laughs> for years, I mean, almost going on 15 years now, whenever I was like dating some dude who was just a trash garbage nothing man that wore tank tops and scarves, like not worth it. But for some reason, my childhood compelled me to chase them, even though they had a chain wallet and a tattoo of an Edgar Allan Poe quote on their old rib cage. I would put on this song and it would set me straight. Okay, that's what it, that, this song I'm telling you makes you move on. It's like my move on from him anthem for literally 15 years now. You should use it. It's actually a great tool to help you move on from that tool. <laughs> Anyway, of course, I'm making this about me by accident. Um, Taryn recently had a very big public shaming. And you know me by now. You know me. You know that I love having triggering people on the podcast in borderline Japanese appropriation <laughs> shirts. Um, I think that I like to have like people in this moment. I, I think I identify as a triggering person. Like I see myself. I, I'm loud and I'm opinionated and I say wild shit, which... I sometimes believe, sometimes don't. It can be facetious or I'm just trying to keep a conversation interesting. I don't know. I change my mind every day. I'm happier that way, but I don't know. I feel like comics, we get a pass to be like that, you know, because we get away with it more because you know that we're all hanging by a thread and that we live and die for your approval, baby. That's why. But Taryn got a ton of blowback for a couple things. We're going to dig into all of them with her. I've been following it like a hawk, okay? It's, to me, just been a fascinating example of how I tend to think of public figures as a Rorschach test. Like, everyone everyone who was mad about the cheating Scandaval guy, remember him? My most outraged girlfriends were always the ones who had been cheated on or suspected they were being cheated on, and the guys who felt the need to criticize him were always the people I know to be chronic cheaters. Like, it kind of says more about you than it says about them, I feel like. Like, remember when Tiger Woods cheated? Um, hip reference. Um, remember when he cheated and guys were all defending him? They'd be like, I mean, he's like the best golfer in the world. And you're like, yeah, that's your, like, it, I, your reaction to this says so much more about you because it's like, he's the best golfer in the world. And which, by the way, that means that he has the most focus, the most self-control, the most ability to think clearly, and he has the means to go to couples therapy or get a divorce lawyer. So why again? Does that mean he's allowed to have 18 different secret mistresses because professional golfers always need 18 holes? What's the logic? I don't follow. So it's been interesting talking to people about the Taryn Manning thing. Um, and because it sort of tells me more about them. You know, it's interesting to see people's reactions to what you know, Taryn had this really rough video and then now she's sort of posting a pretty interesting video. Look, if you haven't seen the first one, she posted a video on TikTok. When I saw it, I was definitely worried uh, for sure. She admitted to hanging out with a married man and wanting to buy him a boat. She talked about li licking his tush hole, which I don't know, last night on her Instagram live, she called a butthole a balloon knot, which is objectively <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> She's hilarious, dude. And 
And I just see what she's going through. And I don't know what she's going through. We're going to find out today. We haven't sat down yet. But I've been very straight up with y'all about my little mental journey I went on in January after my mom passed away. I had a touch of the mania. I was smoking too much weed. I started investigating the Scientology ships, started digging into a couple unsolved murders, started feeding and trying to train my crows. I still call them my crows, which means we haven't made a ton of mental progress. But look, I'm sure a lot of people thought I was losing it and crazy, but I was in grief. You know, I got off birth control, went off Prozac. I was actually going off drugs, which was way worse, I guess, for me. Um, I had a dollop of the paranoia from that California ganja. And it was the perfect storm that led me uh, to a situation where Tim Dillon came to my home. And he was like, we're worried about you. And I was like, who, me? Don't be worried about me. You be worried about how China just bought the house down the street and is using it as a secret lab. I mean, that is literally was my reaction. I mean, they are. China is buying up a lot of L.A. real estate. I just and I do think Scientology uses the land. But if I say that, I sound crazy for some reason. Anyway. I guess when I see someone being publicly shamed after they made a boo-boo, I, I usually want to protect that person for whatever reason. Maybe it's growing up in an alcoholic home and protecting my mom from being embarrassed, or maybe I'm just an American hero. I don't know. But Taryn's situation is also kind of making me think about, like, who gets away with what and why. Like, you know, people are mad that, you know, Taryn Manning hung out with a married man. Okay, fine. Not ideal. Whatever. But Angelina Jolie gets to have a career. She gets to have a career, even though it wasn't Brad Pitt with Jen Aniston. I mean, sorry to rehash a bunch of old stuff. I'm like, Tiger Woods <laughs> and Brad Angelina. I'm just, look, I just feel like we brushed that under the carpet. Angelina got a pass because, I don't know, she has high cheekbones and a bunch of genderless kids with mohawks. Like, why does she get, I don't know. Also, maybe it's this. Taryn Manning has said that she likes Donald Trump. Fine, okay. A lot of Hollywood people are pro-Trump, and they just don't admit it. That's... That's what I like about her. She just she says what most people should keep secret. And maybe she should keep this stuff secret. But I I admire it. You know, um, I also find it very weird that you'd be mad at someone because they have a different political affiliation than you. It's parties. I just feel like, first of all, you're a dork if you believe in political parties at all. Pol- p- parties are just teams at this point. We all know politics is just sports for dorks. So she's rooting for the other team. Fine. That's like not being friends with an Eagles fan because you're a Redskins fan. And yes, I still stay Redskins. I'm not saying commanders. It's just I grew up in D.C. and it's just too nerdy for me. Sorry. (laughs) Another thing that seems to be pissing people off about Taryn is that she loves the Lord. She reads the Bible. She talks about God, which can be very upsetting to you savages out there. You godless cretins. (laughs) I, I just feel like in Hollywood, there's a big prejudice against people that are Christian for sure. But the people who do criticize the people who believe in God are the same people who charge their crystals and believe in polyamory. Their religion is trying to convince 22-year-old actresses that monogamy is not natural, but getting chlamydia from a talent agent is. So you decide. By the way, this was my point about Sound of Freedom. It came off as a Christian movie. Everyone thought it was a Christian movie. I think it's because Jim Caviezel is who played Jesus. He was the main guy in the Jesus movie, or he played Jesus, so everyone thought it was Christian. Whatever. I say God, all right? I'm in a 12-step program. I pray, but that's just because if I don't, I'll worship the altar of edibles, and that'll hit my head on the altar and died the same way Ivana Trump did. Kidding. She was pushed out of flight of stairs as soon as Ghislaine was going to publish the flight man as best. Anyway, the point is, 
I have seen all of Taryn's videos. I was worried. I'm gonna. Of course, I was worried. I was worried. I thought the same things that you guys did. But then in a lot of the videos, she's making a lot of sense. She's dropping a lot of real AF facts. But what she was saying was absolutely getting lost in how she was saying it. Like she revealed that a big movie she did never paid her. But in the video, she was wearing Viking shorts and a parka, which is a vibe. You know, she does sometimes look like Axl Rose is doing the walk of shame out of Drake's house. I think it's cool, but I get why you guys, it throws you. I'm just saying, if she said a lot of the stuff that she was saying in a desk, in a suit with great hair and great lighting, or if she was on Dak Shepard's podcast, she'd be lauded as like a silence breaker. She'd be a brave, outspoken disruptor, you know? I mean, she's been calling out some wild abuse in Hollywood. And I guess I just have a soft spot for her. I, as someone who had bonkers hair, as someone who looked like Chucky for like six months during the pandemic, I know what it's like to have people think you've lost your mind and are on drugs because you don't know how to use leave-in conditioner and won't stop yelling about the Saudis putting money into Disney. <laughs> so I'm going to stop talking. Uh, we haven't done the interview yet, so hopefully this monologue still makes sense after the interview is done. Without further ado, the internet's current self-righteous indignation fodder, please welcome Taryn Manning. Taryn. Let me ask you, is this okay to have on the screen? We well, deliberated. Is Hello? that Because we're gonna, I mean, we don't have to get into this, but I didn't want to. Is that not Britney Spears? <laughs> Britney, we had to shut down the set because she got acne. Pizza face. <laughs> Well, it did. It happened. Listen, I had adult acne as well, guys. It wasn't a great day. <laughs> and they were the proper ones. It was like a full-blown... And it was like the white heads. Like, you couldn't you could cover it. So set, we're like, oh, you have two weeks off. Okay, what's happening? Well, something terrible has happened. <laughs> Brittany's had a breakout of some, some, some acne, it was called. And I was like, oh, boy. And then she went to boy. Sonia Dracar. Yep. Sonia Dracar uh, healed her and we came back to work. And it was a great, they were like, we're back. And it was gone. Acting doesn't go away that quick. I'm like, what'd you really do? What'd you really do? What'd you fucking laser? Cortisone like, shots, probably. Like, I would shave it. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I don't when know. She went to the face store. Yeah. Listen, In Beverly it's Hills. been a bad week. Can I can she I snag to, another one of mine? She Model went, two point two. She she went to Oz on Sunset, the Halloween oh. store, and, and played herself. <laughs> got a Britney Spears mask. Oh, what um, a buddy! What a sweetheart, nonetheless. Yeah, it's a sweetheart. Mm. So I would cry all the time. So they got to get their makeup done every day because they were not pregnant, and I I was pregnant, and so I remember having a in the couple, movie. Yeah, um, yeah, in the movie. Okay. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was made of bird seed. It was like a, like it was a leotard, and they actually put bird seed in it. It was really neat. It was before like they made pregnant suits, and oh. I was like, it was like bird seed in there. Oh, like a, like like mushy. Okay. Yeah. And I would cry every day. I'm like, I'm just upset. Tamra, Tamra Davis, Mike D's wife, Mike D from the BC mm. Boys. Um, that's that. So she'd be like, I'd be like, I still understand why I can't even get mascara. Like, you, just because I've got pregnant. no hair and makeup. Well, I mean, they put a little puff. You see a little puff up here? That was a little like, that was a, that was a puff. They That's a in. sea urchin. Right. They put a little puff mm -hmm. and they put faithfully press on nails. Just like to really marginalize a pregnant white trash through and through. <laughs> so I'd be like, well, can They're she like, get what some goes well with a pregnant purple belly? mascara? Lee, Blue? <laughs> Lee press on nails. <laughs> yep. And so, you know what I said? Then I get to eat a burrito. 
You know what? It's, <laughs> then I get to fucking eat the whole time, you assholes. So yeah, I was I would cry every day because I was I was so young, and I was sad that they looked so pretty and I did it. That was when I learned that I'll never play the pretty girl. When I would I never play the girl next door. I've been told by men that look like Jabba the Hutt that I will never play the pretty girl. You? I have been told. You're the prettiest gal I've that's ever seen. Very nice. That's I mean the sweetest it, thing ever. Um, You're like a super babe. We're on the surface of the sun currently. Um, this mean? is not what I look like. Um, but I, <laughs> that's I just mean the lighting. No, that's the lighting. Oh, I see. Oh, the filters. <laughs> yeah, all the lighting. We're getting older. But um, they'll never know. I remember sitting across from this guy who was an ICM agent, and he was mm. like, you know, just you're just not pretty enough to. You'll never play the pretty girl. I and I'm like, said it to you, and uh, man, wow. and I was like, you look like an uncircumcised penis. Like if you, if we were at a bar, <laughs> and you were just a man, right? Would who you tried have- to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Like security would remove you. Mm-hmm. But because <laughs> of this building and this business, you're just allowed to tell me you're a junior agent that I'm. <laughs> That is the biggest you're not, slam. You're not even. <laughs> We're in a broom closet. I mean, this exactly. isn't like, even oh, an office. Oh, you can get away with that here, huh? Like the fact that you can talk to me like this and I would outside this building. And you're still begging. Oh, of course. I'm squeezing like, oh, okay. my boobs. I'll get prettier. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I sleep more. Yep. Maybe if I go to the doctor. Did it all. Then I'll, it's because he's like, I, he wanted to probably have sex with you. And that Did was the all. only way he could express it. Did it all. It's terrible. Just How you terrible. feeling? This ten fingers, my, this, ten toes, baby. This is already my favorite podcast we've ever recorded. <laughs> let's do this thing. Wait, we haven't been already going? Yeah. No, we are, but just checking in because right, we go. like hit the ground running. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hybrid. So and I just like to like talk. check in and just be like, good. how are you feeling? 100%. Because I always feel like when we say what our feelings are, the feelings dissipate. If you say like, I'm scared, I'm less scared, I'm nervous. So I'm definitely nervous. Oh, you, you, you mean you think I'm not honest? No, not in the slightest. I just want to know like. I'm nervous because yeah. I'm excited. Me too. Because I think you're awesome. And I'm like. Whitney Cummings? I feel like, like, how cool. I feel like we're puppies that finally get to play. Puppies. Or something. Yeah, I like that. Thanks for doing I like us. that. Yeah, we can go all deep. Don't judge if I go deep. When um, I was introducing you on the show, <laughs> I did sing Wasting My Time. All right, go. No! And a one, I have a horrible two, voice. Just do it. I'll mouth it if you sing it. No, you sing it. I'll mouth it. Well, I did it as like, because I have such a horrible voice. It's like, it's like not even funny. It's like sad. It's like, heart, it's like. It's, it's just so sweet that you love. That, I that's, don't think. Kermit, Kermit, is that you? <laughs> then watch. Like, I put this song on when I can not unhook from a person. And it is wow. my anthem. Big deal. I don't think you understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's That's get into it. Dude. I was watching your IG Live the other night. I don't know if you saw yeah, me. The one where I was explaining about credit and earning things. And I saw a side of you on your IG live because like, you know, the videos, we'll get into all your videos because I am so riveted by like, you will drop. I mean, I, people say I'm brave. And so when I meet someone that I'm in awe of their bravery, I'm just like, what? Like, it's just so cool to watch. And I'm so scared. What? I want to say more. You're scared if you reveal too much. I mean, you'll say, because you will say that in videos. You'll be like, "Uh, if I said any more, you guys would really think I was crazy. I I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die. But anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah. So then the other night, what happened? And the other night, and you were trying to talk to some, like you've been really engaging with people mm-hmm. a lot. 
And I was also kind of just like, I had like so much love in my heart because I was like, I'm a stand-up comic. I'm used to having a lot of feedback. Yeah. I'm used to people writing crazy shit. I'm used to people like coming for me. I'm kind of used to this. Like, I feel like this is kind of new that you're like really in the trenches on this. And I saw people were saying like amazing things. You know, they're like, I love you. Keep just spitting facts. And then someone would say something shitty. Yeah. And I would watch you go like, Thanks, thanks. Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> I did. I, yeah. You were just like, shut, shut up. up. Or you said shut up. You said shut up. Yeah, shut up. I probably said fuck you. Yeah. But I was just like. I was like, shut up. I was like. like sh- you're, so anno- you're just like the pest that comes through. Like the parasite that just kind of has to squeeze through. Like the mosquito. So I was kind of just like, where are you in terms of what to feel, what not to feel? Because I was like, oh, I oh, hope boy. she develops that skill of just like water off a duck's back and knowing That's when people write shit, they're just projecting their own they stuff. Do? Well, Amelia and I talk about this a lot. My my friend, she says that they hate themselves, apparently. Yep. And, um, and uh, you know, I don't any, want anybody to hate themselves. You know, it's already hard enough. So I can't imagine that someone's just like pop, pipe, piping off like that because they hate themselves. I feel like they really have a problem with me. And the thing is, is you win some and you lose some. You didn't get famous. You're not going to be loved. You, you, if you're not loved and hated, then you haven't made it. So I, I'm right there in a way. It hurts sometimes, I'm not going to lie. Um, I've also turned people's um, people have come at me so gnarly and then I just write them back something kind and like a little bit smart as well. And they're like, oh, well, you responded and, and they just want attention. Yeah. They were probably bullied, maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You turn off the comments because I don't want to oxygenate that playground for the for the roaches to scatter. Yeah. So my whole thing is I turn off the comments because I don't want like the youth. I'm, I'm very mindful of like children and youth mm. and adolescents. I don't want them to see because if you repeat something enough, people start to believe it. So mm-hmm. if they keep hearing on a thread a drug addict, they're like, "Oh, maybe she is. Maybe we shouldn't follow her." I don't need them to like mm-hmm. buy into like some bullies' crap. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's why I take the comments out. Not because I'm not, I'm not. I'm not scared of it. I just. It's negative. It's oxygenating negativity Mm. is how I see it. I just felt really bonded to you right away, like, as this has been going on, because, like, as someone who has, you know, people always say, like, are you on Adderall? Are you on cocaine? Are you on this? And I'm always like, I have to be like, no, I'm not. And then I get defensive. And And I'm like, like, maybe... They're like, well, you just talk so fast and you think so fast. I'm like, maybe you think too slow. Maybe you talk too slow. I don't have time to sit around and wait for you to fucking think your next thought. Like, if maybe just think at different speeds. Rapid fire. Yeah. Why am I the one that's pathologized just because I think quickly? Or when someone I was talking to someone about this the point. other day, and I was like, people will be like, "Are you high?" And I'm like, and so you kind of dumb yourself down, like I'm just chilling. And then that, maybe and you're on Xanax. And all the while you're like, I want to maybe, talk. Maybe I'm not on Adderall. <laughs> maybe you're on Oxycontin. Yeah. Like, because who? I don't move through life trying to figure out what drugs people are on. That's, that's what, straight. That's to what me. people on drugs do. <laughs> <laughs> so you're calling yourself out, dude. Yeah. And you're making me feel like I'm crazy. Strange. The gaslighting of it. And I was talking to um, that's funny, dude. That's someone about exact- this the other day when I was like, now people are like, are you high? Like if I'm talking about something that's like a conspiracy. And I'm like, maybe I just said something original and interesting. And it just doesn't sit well. You just showed me your limitations for creativity. Your capacity. Yeah. Your capacity is not my, your threshold, your bandwidth isn't my bandwidth. It's not drugs. And then every time I did think like, oh, she must be on something. Not in a negative way. Like not, I was prescribed yeah. Adderall to sleep. Like yeah. I actually look at you and I'm like, she could use some Adderall. Me? <laughs> yeah, well, no, because it cal- it calms your brain oh. if you have a hyperactive brain. I don't like brain. Western medicine. I don't like big pharma. My mom had migraines in the 80s. They didn't know what those were. Whoa. And though I grew up in a trailer park home, um, I never had soda. I never had… Whoa. Advil's or Tylenol never had medicine. Like I had kefir for milk, carob for chocolate. So I would sneak over to Kelly Himmelberger's trailer. She was one trailer down. I'd get 
I would get fruity pebbles there. I would get a soda. And <laughs> I would be like, if you've never taken them. <laughs> like that. <I> swing. <laughs> My mom's like, what? what's going on? Nothing. Nothing at all. I just had a bowl of fruity pebbles. You guys like, milk. I'm not on drugs. I just had some fruity pebbles. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and it was, I was a bad girl. You know? you know what they say. They say giving birth is the equivalent to running a marathon. But what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch? Also, Huillist taking on the multivitamin aisle. Wild. That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal that she could trust. Now, Ritual, we'll get into, you know, I've used Ritual for a while. My doctor actually recommended the Ritual prenatal. And I was like, what? I already, I already work with them. How did you know, doc? Because other prenatals are shady as hell. Let's just be honest. They all look like they were made by the same people who did the five-hour energy drink or something. You look at the ingredients. It says red number five. Why am I, why am I pumping that in my bloodstream? I, I've been using Ritual probiotics and the multivitamin for years. You know this about me. Why do you think I look so luminous? So it was a new, new brainer. I, it did give me a new brain. <laughs> when it comes to no brainer, you think of me first. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, no brains. <laughs> it was a no-brainer to use their prenatal vitamin for. You know, I gotta, I gotta get vitamins of this tiny vampire inside my belly who, on a daily basis, tries to eat my bones. I already know I probably have Roundup in my blood. I grew up drinking from a hose with baby powder being sprinkled all over me. So I can't afford to take any more risks with my health. I'm already on my ninth life. So I love Ritual Prenatal. This vitamin is made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. High-quality formulation with nature-identical choline and clinically studied methylated folate, which we talked about this with Kashif Khan last week on the podcast. If it's not methylated, it's not even absorbing, you dorks. So this supports a baby's neural tube development before and during pregnancy. We don't want our baby to have no brains like me. <laughs> 350 milligrams of vegan, sustainably sourced omega-3 DHA to support the baby's brain development during pregnancy. See, if I had brains in my head, I would have waited to say that until after this line. Non-GMO project, verified, gluten-free, and major allergen-free and vegan. Why are you going to settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? That would be crazy. Mom brain isn't even an excuse. Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it is the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash Whitney to start Ritual or <laughs> add essential for women prenatal to your subscription today. So as you guys might have heard a couple episodes ago, I took the sneak peek gender test to find out what the gender of my baby is. And I'm going to reveal it today. It's just, look, I know people are like, I want to be surprised. I want to know the gender of my baby as early as possible. I feel like there will be enough surprises on the day I have a child, as in both my holes might turn into one hole, I might be surprised and find out who the father is the day that <laughs> I give birth. I And I just like, I want to know the gender. I, I don't know why this would ever seem like a hot take. I need to get ahead on painting the nursery. And I want to start buying baby clothes and little baby like 
shoes and I just I'm a hoarder and you guys know this about me and I can't hoard for my baby if I don't know the gender yet so thank you sneak peek because sneak peek lets you know the gender of your baby months earlier than an ultrasound it is possible to know at six weeks 99.9% accuracy sneak peek is the safest earliest most accurate way to learn your baby's gender at six weeks into pregnancy you don't have to go to the office you don't have to make an appointment as you saw in You know, a couple episodes ago when I took the test, you do it at home, super, super easy. You mail it in, and the second it gets to the lab, they are going to send you the gender of your baby. The test is trusted by over 1 million OBGYNs and moms. Mail it back in the prepaid package, and you're going to get the results the same day, I say. Same day it arrives at the sneak peek labs. The shelf life is good for a year, so buy it now with the discount and use it later if you want. Also, it can be the perfect gift for a loved one who is expecting to find out the gender of their baby. So five days ago, I did the test. I sent it in. Now I have the results. They're on my phone, and I'm going to check them right now, live, on the show. Okay? I'm going to hold it up to the camera first before I look at it. Hold on. Do you guys see it? Do you see it, Pat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. I knew it. I can I tell you something? I okay. I okay. So I knew I okay. I didn't know it was gonna be a boy. Oh my god, it's a boy. Okay, I I guess on some level I felt because everyone says to me, they're like, you're such a boy mom. Like you're gonna be a boy mom. Like, I don't know. I just that's so crazy. But it's also weird because I do have an entire Word document of girl names, so maybe I didn't know. That is so crazy. It just tells you right there. Look, X, Y chromosomes, male, gender, boy. <sighs> See, this is a re- it's kind of a relief, if I'm going to be honest, because I- I'm excited to have a boy because this way I'll just get my house destroyed instead of my entire psyche. You know what? My podcast studio should just be the nursery. It's already blue. This is me. This is why I wanted a boy. I wanted to be able to repurpose my podcast studio <laughs> into a nursery. It basically looks like one. <laughs> it looks like a very spooky, haunted nursery with all these like weird ass toys and crystals. <laughs> boy, mom, it is. Right now, Sneak Peek is offering my listeners up to $20 off. Just go to sneakpeaktest.com and use my code Whitney to save up to $20 today. That's sneakpeaktest.com. That's S-N-E-A-K-P-E-E-K-T-E-S-T.com. And save $20 today. Go find out the gender of your baby or buy a couple of them and have them standing by for when you get prego. So you got them ready and waiting. Oh, God. But there's no boy names that go well with Cummings. But then I go back and, and there's a reason. Like, I just never, you know, I love healthy food. And and um and my mom, they didn't know what those were. So she went to like We Care, OHI, all the um, um clinics that were uh, healthy, like a, a wheatgrass clinic. Um, mm. Gerson's in Mexico, all the like, all the all the ones that people get killed for, like like Doctor Sebi, yeah, like real, yeah, real cures. So basically, I grew up um, around all that, believe it or not. So it's kind of interesting because I feel like so, so many I people right now something like that. I probably could use some like proper medicine. Well, no, no, no. It's like <laughs> for me, I my whatever OCD, ADD. I think if you're thinking too quickly and it's inconvenient for other people they want to put you to sleep Fair. you know they want you know i ended up going on pro i'm off everything now but i went on prozac and because i would be on these loops like i'd get hmm. obsessed with things i'd okay. find something you know i'd be like yeah people like to call me i'm a, I'm a bipolar or something like that and i'm like 
it's funny because I've played a lot of bipolar characters where I've actually had to study it, where I go deep into my studies. We're talking talking a real manic depressant. We're talking manic is like they walk down the street naked. Mm-hmm. They don't remember what they've done. Mm-hmm. Have sex with like 90 trillion people. And I mean, we're talking and then and then calibrate and go back and then yeah, that was my manic. Not that's not that's not what's happening to me. And all you said um, it very elegantly one day. You were like, you know, on social media, I'm only presenting what I want you to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not interesting to film when I'm just chilling on my Can couch doing nothing. <laughs> Did, remember what the story I told you the other day when um, remember I tried to be the squeaky wheel that got oiled on oranges and new black, and no one knows this story. But do you remember what I told you? Yep. Or did I? Sh- shall I? You think I'm going to get in the way of this? So one fine day, it was a one fine day. And um, it, it just to speak on that was, um, I noticed that the squeaky wheel got oiled. And we're talking like the other gals. Like the more they bitched, the more they got. And I'm just one of those people that I show up to set, I go to my dressing room and I'm like, where do I need to be? Because I'm here to work. Mm-hmm. And I want to go home, to be honest. It's a job. And the, the roles that you play, I always am like, how is she? It just, they seem so emotionally it's torture. draining. It's torture. And it became harder and harder to do that. And um, so one, so I, so I showed up to set one day and it was a bad mood because I found out that my boyfriend and my friend had sex. And so all night long, she put me through. We did. We did it. We did. We did it. And it was all night long of pure torture to where I didn't sleep. And then my call time came. So I show up to set. And I've got my hood up per usual. I always have my hood up because I'm self-conscious of my hair. So that's why I always have my hood up. It's growing back though. But I was walking down the thing and then a couple of co-stars were like, hey, Taryn. Just went right to my dressing room. Didn't cause any problems. But two of the gals went and snitched on me. Something's wrong with Taryn. They went right to the producers and the the showrunner. And and I knew they, somehow I knew they'd done that because when I went to hair, there was something fishy. Everyone was kind of like whispering around me. I'm like, I already had a bad day. I don't like now I'm just hyper vigilant, paranoid, if you will. Mm. I get on set and I'm pissed because they called me in way too early, too. And I had a bad night and I it was like take two. And I just went, Pensatucky's dead. And I flipped the whole set off. And then they rushed me to Silver Springs Mental Institution because I guess I said I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like, oh. Well, I didn't really mean it. I was just having a bad day. But I guess you can't say also, that. So Pensatucky's not you. <laughs> you didn't say Taryn Manning's going to kill herself. Exactly. But all the squeaky wheels can get oiled. But the minute I I went off, it was a real problem. And I got taken to Pennsylvania in a nice black car. They took me to, I'm like, oh. And I got thrown into a room. They took off my shoelaces. I'm like, I don't want to die. I was just mad. It was, it was wild, you know? How much do you think the roles that you have played informs people's impression of you and makes them biased of the way that you are as parents? The most. It's like you've been punished for being such a great actress that we believe you're so believable in your roles that we've decided you must be this person. Funny you say that because I always talk about um, Schindler's List. Is it Ray Fiennes that won like an Oscar for playing a Nazi? But I play Karen and I'm fucking canceled. I'm like, but I just was hired to be a dick and it's fun. And I went all the way. And I even before on action, I'd say, I'm sorry in advance for what I'm going to say, because I don't know if I can know what I'm going to say, because I just go elsewhere. And I was the most racist piece of living shit on the planet because I was hired to do that. But and, then all my black friends would hug me. Dude, that was amazing. They know. They know my heart. And you're also stepping into a role that is shining light on actual racism 
you know what I mean? It's like you're actually doing something. I was that trying is going to show to- that people like that can hurt people's lives. The people that are stitchy and talk shit can actually harm someone's life by just one phone call or one complaint. Do you feel like that movie and everything that's happened in the last couple of months, do you think they worked together to sort of, or you, do you think that's what got you canceled, you said? Um, I, well, I was canceled the day that I held up. Um, so before I realized what was happening in America, because I didn't grow up in a political family member. I grew up in a trailer park. My mom said, don't vote or you'll have to go to jury duty. <laughs> that is a life hack. Had I known that. And I was like, okay, so I don't vote. And I think that most actors knew that. Like, I don't wear the sticker. Uh-huh. I voted and I'm sorry. But I'm not, I don't know. Whenever enough. I see a famous actor wearing that sticker, I'm like, oh God, you voted. God damn it. <laughs> so I started to realize that, you know what, I should probably learn more about like the um, legislation within my state. And then, but as far as the president, the leader of the free world, white men that can't run an entire country, like that. There's a lot more going on there. If you really think that one person can run an entire, it's just that that doesn't add up to Mm -hmm. me. So anyway, so I don't speak on stuff like that. But one fine day, I saw Trump hold up the Bible. And -hmm. you know how I feel about the Lord. I do. So I'm like, I think the leader of the free world found God. That was it. That was the beginning of the cancellation. That I was a Trump supporter. And all Mm -hmm. the girls from Orange, they they all blocked me. All my friends from Mm -hmm. the show blocked me. And I was like, Lori Petty, she always comes down on me, Lori Petty. She comes down on me all the time. She tricked me again last night. Um, she said, how are you? I talked for like 30 minutes. And then she said, I just can't believe you. I'm like, what, what can't you believe? I think we're having a great a great talk. I'm like, well, what is it? Can't believe what? Can't believe what you posted. I should take that down immediately. I'm like, "What? take down what? Trump. And I was like, oh, what's wrong with it? I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that people truly hated this man and it would literally change my life, change the trajectory of my life. And I was ashamed for a long time. Then I said, you know what? F it. He's a punk rocker and I like it. Mm. Meaning, I don't know if he's the one, but I like the way he rocks. I was probably concurrently at the same time you were going through this, running the Roseanne reboot and watching this woman who, you know, just legend, icon, her entire legacy destroyed because she basically said like, she was making very cogent arguments about it. She was like, stop looking at Trump. Forget about no, Trump. No, it was that one Look tweet. The- it was like about the monkey. Well, there was that. But she was always a jokester. Yeah, that. It's like, <laughs> that, that- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is what I said? Is something no, I said? you're just, it's so, actually, it's just more, you're so refreshing. You're such a breath of fresh air. Is that not the one that just went ahead yeah, and that just put the it. nail no, in the coffin? That's it. That's it. It's nervous laughter because you, you. <laughs> Sorry about that. It, you are in this, I'm, we're all jealous because you're in this place right now where oh, you're yeah, like, sh- where you're like, fuck it. What are you going to do? Come for me? And you have a freedom. There you have. That no one else has. What's left? And <laughs> you're just, and that's why it's so wild. I can move to a, the a middle, you know, middle America and, and I'll never have to deal with that, th- that pain again where I'm canceled by another human being that has skeletons in their closet too. Yeah, which by the way, don't get me started on the people in Hollywood that support Trump. They just don't say it. It's secret. Amen. Okay. And they're all around us, they're by the every, way. They're ubiquitous. I mean, that's the whole thing that Great happened. word. Thank you. 
Um, did she, what does it mean? Here's the other thing about you <laughs> yeah. is you're so funny. I was talking. I to asked her, I'm like, what was that word you just said? Remember on the phone? I'm like, yeah, so what does like, that what? mean? That's what I said. I was like, I like, she's so fucking smart and quick, but I love when someone doesn't know something. They go, what does that mean? <laughs> like, you're just the best of. Like, I'm a sponge. I feel like I'm a child reborn again. I feel like my mind was stifled at some point, like locked up, like in like a, like in a, like locked. And then suddenly it was like, your brain being locked up, did that have anything to do with coinciding with getting famous or getting starting in Hollywood or anything? Um, the thing is, is that I was studying acting for so long that my acting teacher told me never to even start till I was 19. And I was like, <gasps> and I was in class with Kirsten Dunst, Lily Sobieski, Erica Christensen, Evan, Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood, Wood. Um, Mercedes McNabb, like all gals before they made it. So I was amongst girls that would end up being... And guys, boys too, that would end up being great actors that, you know, if you think about it, they're all very good, sincere actors, you know, maybe people questionable, but, you know, just, but he would never, (laughs) sorry, listen. Sorry, I just, I just. Listen. This, it's very rare to meet someone that is like. Sorry, but that again. More burn it down. I think than, I have Tourette syndrome. Is there a medicine for that? It too, I is there a herb? You like you can't is there a herb? say it. I'm like he's a great actor, person. Huh? Well, like so unnecessary, but like I, I, to me, it's necessary. Well, the, the worst part about it is like let's let's talk about a movie called Crazy Beautiful. I was in, and I, my co-star was Kirsten Dunst, and I know that there's certain people that know her. Or, great gal, listen, but she would pretend to be my friend because we were friends in it and I'd feel like oh, I think she might actually like oh, me. Oh God, story of my life. Honestly. I think she actually story likes me. Story of my life. And then she'd go to her trailer and she wouldn't come out. I'd be like, hello? I thought we were pals. Nope. It was all for show. And so I learned how to be like, oh, I can play a friend too and then go to my trailer. But no one comes looking for me the way I went looking for her. Because like, she grew up in a trailer park. That's her home. We <laughs> leave her in there. She did? <laughs> no, oh, me? You. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm just at home here. Just, just sleeping in there. Yeah. I love trailers, to be honest. RVs, they're, they're, it's cozy, especially when the rain falls. It's like it, it hits the noise the tin. is really um, it's soothing. soothing. When you said, I believe it was that movie, Crazy Beautiful, when you did the press tour, you said that, you know, I come from a trailer park. I grew up poor, Section 8 housing, so yeah. they didn't pay me. Yeah. Yep. There's one, like a big regret that I, as observing and some of that, you know, I'm, I'm surveillancing why, how come she came up after me? How come? How, what what is this about? You know what I mean? And I was just really trying to like um, understand it and process it. it. Was my the biggest mistake was the first time I did press in a, in a magazine actually. Um, you know, in writing, as I I told the truth about who, where I came from and who I am, and I, I've been treated like that ever since. And that's basically I grew up in a in Section Eight housing in Tucson, Arizona. Before the trailer park, I lived in Esbro. Section 8 housing, my mom put me in kindergarten when I was only four because she couldn't afford daycare anymore. And she loves to tell the story um, when she did that. So basically, it's a little early to go into kindergarten. So I was four years old, and she bought me my backpack and my little outfit. And I went to the bus stop where all the other kids went. We're talking melting pot of kids, by the way. Black, you know, Mexican, white trash galore. Um, and put, And she's like, all right, honey, you can do it. What's your phone number? And I repeated it. Okay, what's your address? I repeated it. And she said, all right. And the bus pulled up. And she said, I walked with my shoulders back. And I never looked back. And I got on the bus. She thought I might look over. Nothing. Nope. I was like, you did this to me? I'm going all in. I think that's the day my mind broke. I was like, oh, boy. And then she held me back in first grade. Horrified. I was so pissed. So then in eighth grade, I had a car. 
because I was the oldest eighth grader up in that joint and I had a whip. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, let's do this thing. Yeah. So it, <laughs> so it kind of backfired. But she let me start driving at 13. My mom let me take the car all around. I love to drive. My dad taught me how to drive. That was the last thing he ever taught me was how to drive stick shift, change a tire, but jack it up with the tools that were in the trunk. And then he killed himself one year later. But that's one of the last things we ever did together. I burned his clutch out. But the whole the brake. I, I mean, everything. That was the last thing we did. Because I was hyper. He called my mom like, what do I do with her? Because I was growing boobies and pubic hairs. I didn't want to leave California. <laughs> Listen, I was boy crazy. I was like, I got to go to dad's this summer? Oh, no. So apparently all I was- these pubes everywhere? <laughs> I got pubic what hairs and little boobies growing. Titties? I was in a triple A brassiere. Have- <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to meet some some boys. I was like, no way. I got to go. So I drove my dad nutty. And he's like, Sharon, what do I do with her? I don't know. I don't know, Bill. You know, I don't know what to say. So he taught me how to drive. He taught me how to drive because that got some energy out, you know, because I've always been like this. And you're an only child? No, I have a brother. Okay. Oh, that's right. You talk about that. Yeah. If he's, my brother's yeah, awesome. You work together. Um, do you awesome. feel like you always got this feedback? Like, you know, for me, by the time I started getting public feedback from people, I guess I was like, I've always been told I'm manic and I'm hyper and I'm overambitious and I, you know, have Tourette's and I say the thing I'm not supposed to say and I'm problematic. Like, I've always got this, mm-hmm. even when I was like a kid. And you march to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, always. The first thing I ever read on the internet was like when the when computers first came out, my brother's a real techie. So the very first thing I ever read was, she's got, she's got, her mouth is like a butthole. <laughs> it looks like a butthole, like a, like a, like an anus. Or as you and her tongue's say, too big for as, her mouth. As I'm you like, would say, oh, a balloon knot. Balloon knot. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. That's to, that's to make it, that's to make it a little easier to accept <laughs> that so, I have a butthole mouth. So wow, the the theme. and that didn't set me off in the right direction. <laughs> the I was like, yeah. But by the way, what I'll this say is, is they do? that person saying your mouth looks like a butthole. And says, my tongue's too big. I had a speech impediment. I want to talk I've, about that. That I've. You can still hear it a little bit. Because me too. Me too. Same. You do? Yeah. I've I've had for a long time. So we'll cut. Pat will cut stuff out. I do. When I'm anxious and like nervous, it gets worse. Uh Because that was, and we're not, we're coming back to the balloon knot. But (laughs) (laughs) don't think we're just going to blow past that. Um, One, two, open your balloon (laughs) knot. Four, five, six, how tight in your balloon knot. It's me and my brother's side. I'm just saying that person saying (laughs) that your mouth looks like a Butthole like says butthole. more about what his butthole looks like than I'm anything like, else. Yeah, l- last I studied, yeah, <laughs> it's like straight, like straight up, like just like. So then I got a bunch of <laughs> collagen in my lips. I was like, yeah, you know what? And so trying to get like lip injections in, in, a, in a butthole mouth, you can't really make a, you can't make, you can't make lips. All right. So then I got a ginormous you like cold make, sore. You can't. I was make like, oh lips. no, what have I done? Because it was all the trauma with the syringes. You can't make oh, lips. Wait, now what? Well, that worked. That fucking worked, huh? Like a banger, like from here to here. I was like, what happened? Where did I'm you? Supposed to have nice where things. did you go? That, now did that's you a butthole mouth. Exactly. Where did you no, get it done? <laughs> Some doctor, I paid, <laughs> I paid lots of money, it was like three thousand something or other dollars too. No, yeah, and he just and then they squeeze. I think it was all the squeeze, and I'm like, ah, it already hurt so bad. <laughs> it hurt so bad, then they just went let up. And I I'm like, whoa, 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 listen, ah, I back down. <laughs> you also something else about you that just kills me is you kind of every now and then talk like a man from the 30s. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not told you. I'm not told you about my story. It's just like he wouldn't let up. I tell you, and I'm like, wait, what? Is she channeling? Period. Period. That one. Period. My friend Phil goes. He goes. Your mom must have said that to you a lot. When I when I end a sentence, I'll be like, period. Like I'll just be like. And he's like, oh, your mom said that to him. Like now. No one's no, nope. My mom said I marched to beat it. Actually, what my mom said all the time is, I didn't have you. You just came through me. <laughs> you and I'd be like, okay, well, who had me? I, no, I don't own you. You just came through me. That was her favorite thing to say all my childhood. Just because you were so eccentric and just so your own. I don't, I don't own you. You just came through me. Huh. I, I ask people, people are like, maybe she wanted you to be independent. I think she was trying to tell you you were adopted. <laughs> yeah. Does it mean you just don't love me? Can you uh-huh. just say it loud uh-huh. and proud? Uh-huh. I don't know what it means. It's huh. very deep for like a five-year-old. Like that was a lot that to comprehend. Deep. Did you feel like you had to work hard for her attention? Did that? Oh, I was that... obsessed with her. Yeah. I tortured her. I just wanted her her attention so bad. Mm. I'd cry. Every time she tucked me in with her shoes still on, her tennis shoes, I'd be like, where are you going? I knew she was leaving for to run errands because Kellen is older, my brother. Mm. So that was her thing. So she had to take her shoes off so I would go to sleep because we slept in the same bed uh, growing up. So I, my brother always got the bedroom and then we slept together. It's fine. I would never have it any other way. But I yeah. knew she was leaving and that would just make me so sad. I'm just fascinated by just sort of like what makes a performer, especially with where you come from and where you got. Well, there's a great story that when my mom allegedly left my dad. It was in the middle of the night. I was two months old. I guess he threw me down to the ground and um, and I didn't go. I, I went silent. Okay. So it's like he threw me just to get a rise. And my mom went to like, this is, this is all alleged. I don't remember. Um, and then she went to grab me. He stopped me or stopped my mom, Kellen. And, uh, and I was alive, clearly. A little frontal lobe damage here and there. Been dropped on my head a few times. Um, my grandma also dropped me on my head. She she had me in one of those like carriers at the end of like a uh, Target. Yeah. A sale. And then, wham. Like, <laughs> it fell off. Like a beach and bag? Straight down like that. Wham. Oh, shit. Okay. So it's all coming <laughs> together. It's all coming together. So basically, apparently my mom <laughs> dipped in the middle of the night and she drove from Virginia to Arizona. And, um, and on, her, on her way, she was, you know, she was a single woman. Um, you know, I was still nursing and she was a woman in despair and so she was in new mexico and she pulled over i guess this is the story and a lady beckoned her and come on come on ma'am i see you you look thirsty she saw a a young mom with two children and she was a psychic and my mom doesn't like psychic she doesn't like anything like that so she just couldn't believe where she ended up and and the woman said because remember there was a baby and then her son she goes one of your children's gonna be a worldwide renowned star that people are going to love. And my mom loves to tell me this. I always thought it would be your brother. (laughs) (laughs) What is it with moms? Sorry, mom. Why can't they just let us have it? Why can't they just let us have it? Nope. There's a quote I love. That's why I named him Kellen William Manny. He was an author. Well, I'm sorry. You named me Taryn. There's a saying in the 12-step program I'm in that's uh, like, your mom uniquely knows how to push your buttons because <laughs> she sure. installed them. Sure. Like, she knows exactly, exactly where yep. to go. And there, she's no fool. That lady is very smart. Really, my mom's very intelligent. Very Do you still talk to her? I mean, you guys in um, touch? Yeah, it's just that we just, just have a tough time together. We don't. Yeah. I don't fight with her. No way. She's older. I would never. It's just that we just fire differently. Mm-hmm. 
That's really interesting. And let me. But I love her so much. Here we go. Buy optimizers, you guys. I got it. We're talking about it. Lately, I have been lying awake at night for hours, physically exhausted, trying to fall asleep. You've probably seen the weird Instagram posts, but I, I just, I cannot fall asleep. I, I mean, my mind has been so wired because I'm pregnant. I've got acid reflux. We're at war. Life is a nightmare. I'm pregnant and on dating apps. It's, there's a lot of things. <laughs> to be worried about right now. And then because I can't sleep, I'll go on my phone and be like, I can't sleep. Then I'll see five other nightmares that keep me up even longer. And it's like this vicious cycle that I can't break. But guess what broke it? Magnesium saved the day. Ever since I started Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers to my nightly routine, I have been able to quiet my bonkers mind and I sleep like a dead person. Sometimes I think I'm dead. I sleep eight hours. I've been sleeping eight hours. I wake up refreshed. Look at me. I already look younger than the baby growing inside me. I I actually don't even have to take a nap every day anymore now that I've been taking bioptimizers. It it, it, it was kind of weirding people out that at like three, I'd be like, I need to retire to my chamber for my daily nap. Like I'm excited to have a baby, but I don't want to have the same sleep schedule as him. Okay, it's a little creepy as an adult. So this is a game changer. Unlike other magnesium supplements that might be giving you one to two forms of magnesium, Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms. It's genius. Seven forms of magnesium designed to help calm your mind, help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Over 75% of the population is magnesium deficiency. That is wild. What most people don't know is that even if they're taking magnesium supplements, they're still deficient because they're not getting all seven forms. So Magnesium Breakthrough, it's the ultimate way to give your body all seven forms in one supplement. In addition to experience relaxed sleep, Magnesium Breakthrough also helps improve digestion, support muscle, I was going to say discovery. You might <laughs> discover some muscles you don't have. Also muscle recovery, and it supports healthy bone density. Most magnesium supplements are proven to be ineffective. Again, because they only contain one to two forms of magnesium. That's a scam. No more snake oil. Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven key forms of magnesium to help you have a relaxed response to stressful situations. Don't miss out on the most relaxing sleep ever with Magnesium Breakthrough. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash Whitney and use the promo code Whitney. It's right here. I've got it right by my bed in the drawer with the you know what. Use promo code Whitney during checkout. Save 10%. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash Whitney. Do it now. Your body and your brain will thank you. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com slash Whitney. Promo code Whitney to save 10%. So when I started podcasting, I, I I I don't think I knew this would go well. I didn't realize that women talking for three hours was like a lucrative business, you know? And so I wasn't, I wasn't thinking in terms of merch. I wasn't thinking in terms of an online store, but now I'm an entrepreneurial genius. I am selling my merch. I sell my book. It's called I'm Fine and Other Lies. It's right behind me. It is so easy, okay? Because I use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch, your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers 
into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Look, I was not doing well with being an entrepreneur because I don't like a soulless approach. I, I want to be able to like update people on when the orders will be delivered. I like to send a personalized note saying like, don't worry, it's coming and like thanking them for buying. But Shopify makes it super easy. So I'm not constantly having to do updates on social media because I get insecure. Like if I don't get a package that I order, I start freaking out and I just can now email straight to the customer and which just helped me feel less like I was like shilling things and more. I wanted to feel like a meet and greet after a stand up show where I get to like, like, here's the size you wanted. Thanks for buying it. Like and Shopify helps you do that. So like what I love about Shopify is how easy they make it to connect with the buyers. I look, I'm not a dumb person, but running a business is a spooky nightmare. Okay. You got the ins and the outs. You got the ups and the downs. That's not where I shine. Okay. And there's a lot of numbers and we all know I'm dyslexic. Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. It helps you track your orders, see who bought what and what size. So you know what to reorder, you know, what's popular. You get to see where the, the orders are located, like what part of the country. So then you can start like customizing your merch to the people that like it the most. You can even send automatic email to the person buying it. That's my favorite. It's all in one place. It is so easy. Even a comedian can use it. <laughs> Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, which by the way, wearing today. Check that out. And Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Whitney, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Whitney now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Whitney. Back to the buttholes. So yeah. I feel we? like there's a theme here. We, I was dying laughing with you on the phone because, you know, the, <laughs> because the, the video that came out, you talk about buttholes. Oh. And my favorite part about it, it wasn't me. There was- I was cloned. I swear it was AI. <laughs> it wasn't me. Listen, this shit's real. I watching that video. I was horrified only because I was like, oh, I bet that would have been me. That's me. That is me. That is I am two Chardonnays away from making that video. If I knew my TikTok <laughs> password, I would have already done this. OK, <laughs> I mean, dude, I was like, I was just like, oh, God, I, I got to take TikTok off my phone. I was that- not myself. I, I That is just so out of character in a way that all of it, the whole shebang, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. And um. What what was going on with your DMs after that? I mean, it feels <laughs> it's like uh, I, that all anyone could talk about is like every guy knows. Like, did you see the thing about the 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 lick in the butthole? Did you see like? Every- well, I'll tell you, I've never made more friends in my life. <laughs> I got friends up. I got friends up the wazoo. Listen, I can't keep up. I invite every party under the sun. You want to be on my list? Let's go. <laughs> I beat you because of it. <laughs> Listen, I'm with Whitney Cummings because of it. Listen, if I could do it all over, I'd make it better. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Listen, this guy wasn't—he wasn't, you know—he wasn't all bad. I don't just fall for anybody. He was, a, he, he was rad, and he's a musician, I, and I fall for that. And um, well, his wife allowed us to hang out often, so it was confusing. And then also I was helping him like get over his um, diabetes and his, I mean, I was, I make, I like, I'm a really good like cook and chef and I make like vegan and healthy food, mm-hmm. very healthy. 
and he his diabetes his levels were going down. I was saving his life. He'd had a grand um, stroke or a grand what's it, like a proper heart attack where you're mm. basically like dusted. And yeah, so I was he was losing weight. We got acid and gave him a heart attack. No, this was then before. Okay. The more he slimmed down, I was like, oh, maybe I can. <laughs> you can actually get maybe it. Maybe I can. <laughs> have, you, have you shout? <laughs> have you shower? <laughs> Well, I mean, when you can't, when, when the boner isn't going to happen, I mean, you got to get, you got to do something. <laughs> Listen, I got needs too. Throw. I got needs. I'm either going to throw I'm up or give birth. I'm a grown lady. I'm not sure which, but the number. I, know, I don't know what to say. The number of people that send that to me, men, guys, yeah, I was why dating. Why did they send that to you? Well, they, because they'd be like, hey, uh, the, Liz is crazy. And I'd be like watching the big, the, the butthole thing. That's, that's crazy, right? Like. Girl, I mean, doing that, that's what... And Listen, I'm a Scorpio. That's our erogenous zone. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new here. Everybody, listen. It was like... Oh gosh, everyone, what a big deal. Every man was using it as an opportunity to float the idea. No one was like, this what is... What do you say? Hey, guys would be like, this is like crazy, right? Like, ugh. Like, girls do this. Me? <laughs> Honey, we've been married 25 years. Listen, have you ever thought that maybe one fine day if I showered really good... And I put on some Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah, I could use my butthole mouth to kiss your butthole butt. Maybe that's where it started. <laughs> Maybe I just thought it belonged You just in wanted the to see if you really eat your mouth. Oh, my brother there. told me that I was an anal baby, that I was born out of the anus. It probably started there. That's the truth. It's not, he would embarrass me. That's like, what your mom was trying to say. You just I came like, right I through me. Cry. Where was I? I was born out of the butthole. Kill it. He's like, yep, you sure were, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and then I finally figured out one day that I was born out, not the urethra, because then I thought it was the urethra. <sighs> so I just went all around the, all around and back again, not the taint. No, oh, ain't taint my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that I was born out of the vagina, it turns out. And that I was a normal baby. So I felt better about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a whole thing about buttholes and this and that. But listen. It was fun, right? I'm not going to lie. And I feel bad because he didn't deserve that. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know what I, I don't even know what I was thinking. It's, yeah, that was pretty bad what I did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize it. I don't even know. I don't remember what I said. This is what's so crazy is like, I can drink. Like, two drinks for me is not, you know, like, <laughs> so the fact that, that uh, two drinks and, and that, I, I couldn't even stand. And I don't know if it was that, like I told you, like being on the boat, the vertigo or something. But I mean, we're talking Bambi, like weak, weak in the knees, just like. Do you think he roofied his butthole? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I only know is that a shitload of cash on me to buy the boat. I wanted the boat. I wanted to sail away and never come back. You can't buy the murder so weapon of the upset. man. Huh? <laughs> Men buy boats to get rid of their mistress. Oh, yeah. I get rid of Haven't you followed what the presidents are doing with their chefs? Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's not. But so you, you mean think, the one that really runs the country? Anywho, moving forward. <laughs> but yeah. you think something definitely was like yeah, slipped no, no. in, something was off. I wouldn't say that because it's fair to say that some people do get seasick a little bit. And we were we ended up yeah. taking the boat out to sea. And the couple, they were very sweet. And um we went to this restaurant that was we docked on the side and um we went to eat, have a, a drink and have like we all got like French fries. Just we had like a big plate of French fries. And but there was all these like cuties there. There was like I love skateboarders and like oh, surfers. Like that's too. my shit. So I was like, you like CTE? Me to come back here <laughs> Men again. with CTE. Because I mean, he was the dude I was like, you know, doing that with. Like, 
he could never have been mine. So I still looking around. I've been single for a long time. So I was looking at all these cutie pies and they were looking at me and some people recognized me and they're kind of geeking out a little bit. And I wondered if it was maybe one of the bartenders. So my friend Emily said to me, I go, but why would someone do that to me knowing that I was with a group and I was going to leave? She had two great points. She said, one, because maybe you wouldn't leave. Mm. Or two, they wanted to watch you. Like they wanted, some people get off on watching, you know, somebody like struggle and look like she's messed up on something. So, but it didn't really hit me until we got back in the dinghy and then we went to the boat. And then we went back on the boat. And then remember I told you I went up to the front so I could like mm -hmm. lay out and really be like, I want to buy this boat. I love the boat. Mm. And he didn't come to the forward and like chill with me. He's just talking. Bop, 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 bop. Wouldn't stop talking. And I'm trying to relax. And all I could hear is he just over talked. And I remember I, and I walked down the side. And I was like, can you just shut the F up? You just don't stop talking. And, and, and I just, something came over me. And I was like, I want to go home. I want I got to get out of here. And I, it was sudden. And that was it. And that was the end of us forever right there. I don't, you know, because I realized, what am I doing? Like, I can't have you. You're married. It's like something I finally like mm. came to, you know. It's like someone that just like the perfect storm of like concentric things. Like you had an epiphany. It also drives me nuts when people recognize you like bartenders. And they're like, let me send her more drinks or they make your your drink stronger because mm -hmm. they're like a fan of yours. Like if you like me, you're not going to send me extra shit yeah. so that I can like humiliate myself. Right. There was, yeah, maybe there was that or they, you know, because there was this group of dudes that they kept like looking. But then they ended up talking to him because he's pretty rad, you know, this dude or that. So he was they were talking. Remember, he never stops talking. So, <laughs> so I fired. I don't even know what I said. Mm. I won't watch it. I won't watch um, bad things like that about myself because that to me is like oxygenating time in my life that isn't healthy. And then when and now you've... it's all over the internet. Type of tear is the first thing that comes up. It's like, would you look at that? So I was embarrassed. I died. No, I think it's interesting because no one that I've talked to, like, like, look, I'm comics. Like all my people are comics. Like yeah. we all... We you. do that like once a week. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? We just don't have as many followers. So you have more followers. You know, I didn't even know people even knew I existed anymore. It was shocking. I didn't know that certain press people were watching or yeah, I didn't I didn't know. Well, I think you are more relevant than you think. I think everyone has a little bit of dysmorphia over how famous they are and you're probably healthily not like constantly checking, you know, but yeah. I think that right now we're at a time where it's become a sport to pounce on someone making a mistake or having a hard time in their right. life. And we sort of, um, you, I mean, look, this is something that, you know, I, I try to put in perspective because, or else I'll just get too depressed about humanity. I mean, there used to be the town square. You'd go watch people be humiliated. Right. Like there's something right. in our sort of tribal DNA that we get off on shaming people, watching people get shamed, whether it's, you know, our primordial need to see what's acceptable in the tribe and what's not. But these mm -hmm. like pylons where people, um, you know, for sport, want to mm. watch someone get shamed and humiliated. It's kind of like become, you know, this sick um, dynamic on the Internet. And yeah. no one that sent it to me, everyone was like, do you know her? Mm -hmm. Do you know should you reach out? It was what more like that. What do you like think that. that is, though, just to go back to all that amazing stuff you said? Well, what is that in our broken existence that wants that? Well, mass shaming is like they serve an important purpose. So, okay. you know, it's like they say, 
um, the reason that public speaking is so terrifying, you know, stand up so terrifying yeah. because on a primordial level, like our brain thinks that we're being put on trial by mm. the tribe. Okay. You know, like you're having to make your case in front of the tribe. Like say you, you know, when someone abused a child, they'd be mm -hmm. like, make your case and they all have rocks and they're ready to kill you. You know, so it's like when you're watching public shamings, it's your way to kind of collect data over what's acceptable, you know, what side to be on and how to get protection from the tribe, you mm. know? So it's like what I see which I um, really pisses me off to be inelegant about it is when people are like, well, she's this and she's this. And I'm like, stop pretending like you haven't done that. Stop <laughs> pretending like you don't make mistakes. Stop pretending like you're perfect. We should all be jumping to her and protecting her and going like, you already just went through some rough shit. Let's protect her so that it doesn't get worse. You're already going through something right now. You already whatever was put in your drink or, mm -hmm. you know, you obviously yeah, your heart was jumping. hurting. Like, yeah. why aren't we jumping on her really... instead of mass shaming her? Yeah, um, it's okay. You know, I know, I know it's me. okay, but it it's, changed my life. Well, that's my. I'm curious because then after that, <laughs> you go, oh, this is going to end in someone going to, you know, re rehab or going to end poorly. And then I see you rise like a fucking <laughs> phoenix from the ashes, the most resilient bitch I've ever Aww. seen. Being like, all right, now I have. <laughs> you guys are really fucked now because now I have nothing to lose. That's right. And I'm going to drop all these facts, nothing. and everyone's like, ooh, I guess this is what it takes in Hollywood for someone to be able to tell the truth or be brave enough to talk about sort of the injustices and the financial abuse. Mm -hmm. And maybe it had to come to this for you to detach from the nipple right. of Hollywood. Right. I don't know. You know, it's 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 wild. Um, so so I, I, I grapple with that because it's like it's like I don't think God would want me to 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 hurt that bad. Right. But sometimes he's got to just uh, he knows what he's doing. And um, and I've, I've loved him for a long time. My, the God of my understanding. Um, which I completely respect about, you know, er, you know, everybody's understanding of the Lord or, or God, creator, the universe, like that's, that's to each in their own, you know? So um, if that's what he did to like, to shred all ego and to shred, you know, what I was trying to be, which was like, I'm just going to pretend that I'm, I'm a lovely lady, cookie, cookie. maybe I'll get to play Shirley and not Rose for once, you know, like, no, it was never going to happen. Like, like I was never going to get to play. I was never going to get the lead in like a Moulin Rouge or ever get the lead in like Chicago. But though I'm a trained dancer, so, you know, it's just, it's just, they just don't see me like that because of the mistakes I made telling people where I came from, you know? Um, you know, when you, when you admit that you're damaged, that's where the sharks come in. You don't bleed in front of sharks. So, but at the same time, I don't know who did that to me, but all I know is that something happened where I finally started to just be me. And there's my cup runneth over. Like I've been wanting to just blurt out and rant. There's a lot of opposing opinions. You need to stop doing that. You need to refine your IG. You're not going to work again. And I just keep saying, so, so I don't, I'm down to my last like $10,000. I never thought I'd be broke. I was rich, baby, but I'm broke as a joke, but I don't care. I don't care because there's something happening and I feel it a brewing and I don't know what it is, but I know that I help. I know all the kind things people say on my DM, how I've helped them. I made them remember who they are mm. that, yeah, there's so much, there's so much good, so much positivity too, that I'm like, I think I'm on the right track. Because what I'm seeing is authenticity. I got two offers the other day and, and I, I, they're not bad either, by the way. And I just, eh. Like the fact that I'm like not hanging on every word, like, oh, work. <laughs> like the desperation is gone. The um, the um, 
this, even fear, the fear is gone. I'm just like, yeah, I'll get to that when I want. Mm. I don't care anymore. And that feeling is amazing. And I don't know how to teach it or, but I just want people to know that, that, I don't know. That and you seem like you're having the most fun. And yeah. I think that like when you're in Happy. fear, like you can't have fun. You don't even know. You're so disconnected. I mean, I'm from- sad, by the way. I'm very sad, deeply sad. But I've always been sad. About that. Okay. No, I was sad in general. Like I have a sadness that, that looms over me. Like I, I miss my dad. Um, I miss my mom. I miss my life. The life that I freaking did for this freaking career. I have no husband, no kids. Like, and I have no money. Like, was it worth it? So that's my whole thing to people. It's not because I fell off on drugs. I was never paid right. People think we're just rich. Nope. Mm. I wasn't paid right. Ever. I was paid. I was paid like I was thrown chump change. But I was like, wee. Like, like I was never paid for hustle and flow. It's a known thing. I was never paid for the movie that I'm most known for. But I won. I won the litigation after 20 years. I went for mine. So I'm waiting for that payout because I'm like, this can't keep happening. Now I've grown up and I'm like, dude, I've been treated like garbage. Like, I wish I would have just went into the garbage can. Maybe I'd have a husband and kids. Business is crappy. It's not good for everybody. Do you feel like you knew that was happening at the time? Like, when did you realize, oh, I'm not getting paid for this? Because sometimes like, oh, we'll get you. I didn't know because I never came from money that my first like thousand bucks. I was like, I'm rich. Like, I never seen a check with a thousand. Never in my life. I thought I quit my job. I worked at Marisa's Burrito Adventure. I said, I'm out of here. I'm rich. (laughs) That's, I was like, yes. And then I was $1,000. I'm like, well, that went away quick. Hey, can I have my job back? <laughs> Agent manager. <laughs> can I have my, yeah. yeah. Five, five. Uncle 10, Sam. 10 and five. I'm like, and then they took. So, and I was just, I just couldn't believe my eyes. And that was one of the first. And then I was fired. So I was hired. because I was a, I'm a dancer and I was hired to play in a movie called A Time for Dancing. And I got the, I got the role after like nine auditions with Marguerite Derrick. She's one of the biggest choreographers in Hollywood. I went through the mill. It was me and Jenna Malone. And um, she gets cancer in the movie. And her hair falls out. So then my character shaves her head. I was shaving my head. Went all in. Well, one fight. We had rehearsals, dress rehearsals, uh, wardrobe. We even did one day on the set. And then I was fired. I got a call and it went like this. It was, this is how harsh it was. And then I wrote Wasted My Time. It was like this. It was Kelly. It was Kelly Powers. Hey, Taryn, we're releasing you from the movie. That was it. And I called like a psycho again because I thought we got disconnected. It was a landline. And yeah, they let me go because they got more money. So they hired the girls from Roswell. Remember Roswell, Sheree Appleby and yeah. whatever her name is. They, they replaced me. Movie tanked. But they replaced me when they got more money. But the heartbreak that I felt, I could talk about your heart falling mm-hmm. out of your butthole. I've never felt that pain. I had flowers covering my apartment. All my friends, they, I was devastated. I mean, we're talking. That's but I was like, you know what? Beyond. I can fucking sing and play the guitar. Suck my taint. And basically, that's when my music kicked off. Because at that point, you would never, ever define me as an actor, like a cow that mm-hmm. you can just fire. So I've always rocked as a musician first that can act. But that's not actors to me. They're not respected. Correct. We're not. Correct. We're like, it's as an actor, you're a puppet, you're a disposable puppet, everything you, you, even when you do advocate for yourself, even if you have been treated poorly and are mm-hmm. trying to, you just, it's, they're being dramatic. Right. They're just like, they see us as like children. Yeah. Just like, like annoying like kids. Cows. Like, like just moo, just like with like a tag in our ear and that we're replaceable, but we're not because you can't just replace you. 
and get another you. You can't replace me. So I just found another way to sort of like sect into that I'm more than that. And so it's just sort of built from that, that, from that moment forward, like feeling that pain. Because mm. remember, I'm a dancer. Like, I mean, we're talking ballet. Like, how, you can't replace me with Sheree Appleby. She's got no, like, I can watch like Black Swan and be like, Natalie Portman has no point. I can see when the double kicks in. Like, mm. I'm no fool, you know, I can see it all. And it's like, how about you have an actor who can dance? What a concept. Mm. So I've just felt like always like just like just just half half realize from their eyes. Do you feel like realize realize realize? Do you feel like the music business is was a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty Nobody. garbage business yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. And you've had to chase around getting paid for like No, no, a we lot got of- paid well for our music. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. It was just that DreamWorks went out of business while we were touring in Japan. Another call, the record's done. Click. <laughs> like the rug was just pulled out. And that was that. That was our first album. It was just pulled out. And everybody was upstream to Interscope, but not Boomcat because we were so much in a deficit because we did get such a big record deal. So, yeah, they just didn't want to upstream us. So it was just another, yeah, just lots of heartbreak. Mm. But I keep going. And the cat came back again well, <laughs> and again. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's so it's like, annoying. It is. I, I do feel people. like, you know, they are like, oh, we can hurt you. But like you come from such a horrible thing that like what's another ding or like this person's pain tolerance is so high. Maybe like the bandwidth or the threshold. Like they wouldn't want my adrenochrome. When did you know that being Christian or believing in God was kind of a liability? And <laughs> like, did was this recent or was this something you'd experienced before? Because I do feel, I'll just Big say real question. quick, as you're as you're thinking, yeah. I um, I say God, I'm in a 12-step program, comfortable with God. But I think that in our business, and this also, I think, comes from, there's a lot of prejudice against people from the South, Southern accents. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of prejudice of people that believe in, in God. They assume that you must be dumb. In Jesus. In Jesus, yeah. you must be dumb, even though they believe in crystals. I mean, you know what I mean? Like sort of, no offense. Um, no, we love, crystals. We, we love crystals. I'm just saying that, you know, to me, it's like the thing you guys believe in like polyamory, like, you know, yeah. don't come for right. my belief system, right. you know, as if I'm dumb or backwards or something like that. Mm. You know, remember like the passion of the Christ was very yeah. much oh, sort yeah. of like, and then yeah, he got like struck by lightning doing, I mean, that whole movie was, it was like set up all the obstacles. Yeah. So up. just in general, like yeah. Christianity and I mean, but we were talking on the phone about like, Chris Pratt's been open about being Christian. Hey, yeah, super Christian. Mark Wahlberg. I think if you're like a hot, young, proven guy, maybe you can get away with you're it right, more. Right. But Chris Pratt's definitely gotten shit for it or definitely he does. has. He does. You know. But, but he's I'm, like, he's basically like up there. He's one of the most known or like revered actors. So I was, mm-hmm. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And then, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. I think he moved out of Hollywood. I think w- women, it's already you're dumb and crazy and now you believe in God. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But d- when did you feel like, um, oh. So basically, I was, I was. so that's a great question and, and there's a journey. It's hard to like try to sum it all up, but I was born into a religion called the Baha'i faith. Oh, yes, the Baha'i temple. There's one in um, Winneka in Chicago. Yeah, Evan- Evanston. There's yeah, two, the Baha'i one temple. One in Haifa and one in Evanston. It's beautiful. Oh, stun- the, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I don't know a ton about it though. Yeah, me either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, like, so I grew up like that. So I went to Sunday school. So there was always like a, you know, a Sunday school moral compass and all that. And um, at eighteen, you have to like declare it like on paper, where you like sign that you you are an official Baha'i. And my brother and I both didn't want to sign, um, because in the Baha'i, um, it's called the well, the the thing is, is that there we have the prophets Baha'u'llah and Abdul Baha'i and then the Bab, and basically, but there's only so much scripture, and then it ends. 
because mm. it's a newer religion. It, it started in like the late 1800s. Mm. So I was just like a sect of Muslim, to be honest, and it came from the Middle East. I'm like, how the heck do Tucson, Arizona, where, mom, <laughs> who, how the heck do we find this yeah. religion? It's so bizarre, you know? But but I, I was a proud Baha'i. And, um, and then when I turned 18, we didn't declare my brother and I. We just t- sort of carried on. But I was always a seeker. Then I became a Buddhist. I became SGI. So I have my boots on and my gohansin like that I earned. That's Buddhist chanting. Well, at what age did you start doing that? Um, that was probably like mid or late 20s. Huh. So was there something specific that called you to it? Um, just a, trying to seek the yeah. truth. I was seeking everything. I, I was hung out with Harry Krishna. I was like, clearly, I, and I love, I always wanted to go to college for religion. Mm. I love, like, I don't study my scripts. All night I was studying religion. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, you know, what you find yourself doing. So everything kept taking me back to the Bible. And also I kept having to play Christians because that's, because remember I play stupid people, like you said. So, well, she could be, she'll be hired to play the stupid Jesus. And it was like, oh, not this again. You know, I was horrified. This is the truth. And I, and I kept playing Christians and Christians. I'm like, oh my God, this shit. Like I judge this the same way. Like people consider Christians stupid. Mm -hmm. So I kept being cast as the stupid person I always play. Well, it, you, you do it enough and you keep studying that book and it, it started to seep in. It, you know, when I would read, first of all, it was a, a foreign language. I would be like, oh God, trying to study this, get it right. It was so hard. And um, and then I'll never forget the day that it just, it was, it was like, I can't explain it. Um, I can't explain the feeling that came over me physical. It was like the day that all the words is like, they just turned into like, I don't know, I just, I could understand it and, and, and it mm-hmm. couldn't stop turning the page I was like oh. and it was like the be- the best drug that I'd ever taken mm. I was like, oh. it was like just the tingles head to toe and head to toe and the tears and the tears and the tears and the tears I could think about it now and I cry I don't know how to explain it but it's real and mm. um and I you know I wish that you know I, he comes tenderly he comes in his own time and, and it's real the way we describe it is like it's surrender like the yeah, feeling exactly. of I'm not in charge. Yes. Like I can just trust a bigger plan. Yeah. Like I don't have to be running the show anymore. And yeah. it's not about, you know, I always say to new people that come into program, like you don't have to believe in God. You just have to believe you're not God. Nice. And that it's not about your will. And nice. just the idea of like taking the backpack off, like taking the, like you're not in the driver's seat anymore. Just yeah. being able to be a passenger in your own life and just go like everything is happening exactly as it should. Yeah. And then you can cry. Then you can have your feelings. Then yes. you can just like surrender. Yeah. And what if, what if you just didn't have to always be in the fight or flight mode? Mm. What if you didn't have to always have the cortisol firing and your adrenal fatigue? Like what if you were just allowed to be like, oh, I wasn't born to just work and stress and worry about bills like I was born to actually be free and live and stop and smell the roses mm-hmm. like what if he just put it all here so we could enjoy it a mm-hmm. little more all the other stuff's man-made would you say that in terms of the feedback that sort of triggers people would you say when you're reading your bible sermons and stuff on Instagram would you say that's the that's the thing uh what is, what's your question? like would you say like do people does that like upset what would you say triggers people the most oh because um, it feels like when i dance it turns, oh interesting yeah, they, they're just like they're they, they they love to talk about my come on back you make it <laughs> hurt so good they love to talk about that video and go i can't believe that girl whose vagina is falling out of her pants and her boobs are falling out <laughs> then turns around and does a sermon i'm like well i didn't know that dance uh, around was a crime 
Jesus hung out with prostitutes, so. Jesus was a goofball. <laughs> and furthermore, he was really hot. That, that, that was the date of all dudes. <laughs> what? That is my type of I shit, think, come on. Jesus was a goofball. He was a goofball. You know he wasn't this just is... walking around parables. He's probably like, guys tired of listening to me talk? This is you guys want to have some fun? You know he stared off the beaten path every now and again. was like, listen. Let's talk about what I really want to talk about. <laughs> Did you see her? Did you see her butt? You don't even know. But he was just a dude. <laughs> he, was so he wasn't ridiculous. a perfect person. This is what kills me about you. Is like you'll be reading a sermon or you'll be like doing something and you'll be really serious and then you'll just say something and you'll be like single white quite, female. Quite. Single white female. Because I love the W. W, 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 dot W. <laughs> and then when you're like, I pronounce every letter in a word. I'll say Salmon. I pronounce I'll salmon. I'll say salmon. If it's there, I'm sounding it out. <laughs> P-hone. Call me Island. on the P-hone. Island. <laughs> the Island. Why like is the S there? <laughs> but it's there, so I'm going to make like a big deal out. Yeah, no one ever watched me, so I'm going to make sure everything gets noticed. <laughs> I don't want this letter to feel left out. This is so sad. You can just ignore it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to take my sneakers off in front <laughs> of this. In front of <laughs> Maybe it's Dia. So I think it's like what you do is you're so many things (laughs) and that disorganizes people's brains who just I'm disorganized, you know, but it's like our brains want you to be one thing. They want you to be crazy. And then when you start making sense, it's like, no, I put you in the crazy box and now you're making all the sense. (laughs) And then now you're making sense. And now you're making sense about something I don't agree with because of religion. Now you're religious. Now you're that like you're just so many things. They're like, yeah, it's funny you say that. Someone was like, Girl, you're all over the place. Like, you got your RV. You got your religion. I always had all this. Like, I'm a layered lady. Like, an onion. Like, you know, we all are. We all are I'm on the edge of my seat every time you post. Yeah, you know, maybe I could refine it a bit. I'm not going to lie. Notes. I I welcome notes. Um, I I have no notes. My only note is stop (laughs) taking them down. Sometimes you'll take them down. I know, dude. Because I get so so many bad notes. I'm like, oh. Okay, let me erase, erase, erase. What makes you take something down? Is it a message from a friend? Shame or regret? Like Mm. I did something wrong. Yeah, because I still have that like bad, bad girl. You are a bad girl, Mm. and I'm like, all right, because I've never just trusted in myself a hundred percent. I've just been like, no, it's all right. Like last night, Lori Petty called me, and I don't care if she hears this. We had talked for a damn hour, and then she goes. So why could we do signings together, signing conventions? And she's like, why aren't you on the last, like, why aren't you on the last bill? I'm like, I don't know. We have the same age. I'm like, I don't know, but I don't care. Like, I'm not going to get in my head. Why aren't, why aren't they having me to a signing convention? They're not fun, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And as we go all this time and she's being sweet, just like the time, the Trump time. And then she goes, so you need to take that shit down. Like, just went in for the kill. I go, what shit? I mean, we're talking, it came out of left field. And I go, what shit? She's like, that stuff you're doing on uh, on on your IG, you're never going to work again. I'm like, do you think I give a fuck? And then our phone disconnected. Thank God. And she kept calling back. I didn't want to answer. Ah, like, what was that about? You just you just wasted time, my time, time I can never get you're back. you just wasted my time. <laughs> time I can never get back. And so that's a big thing for me now is how much You're stealing time. my life yeah. is what like, I say. You're I stealing. You're not, I can't let you steal my life yeah. today. So sorry. So that was re- that was pretty lame. And but don't you think she's projecting like you have a freedom that I wish I had I don't and know. I don't like it? I don't know what it's all about. I don't know why people get so bummed on me like that. But you just got two offers, so you are going to work again if you want to. Yeah. 
There's no, there's no, there's tons more offers than ever. And really? I have no agent, no manager, nothing. No, no yeah. way. Yeah, Hollywood reporters are going to do a two page spread on me all about because I'm different from other actresses. It's going to be, I do it October 29th. They're even a photo shoot, they're even paying makeup artists. Like, they're, everyone's chuffed by me. They think it's hilarious. I don't know what's happening, but I like it. And I'm not, you know, and I'm just like, whatever. Finally, you guys. One, I don't care anymore. You're finally noticing. But I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. I wish I was married. I had a husband and kids. And there's also I wish this- I was pregnant, by the way. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Do the Johnson & Johnson. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean? don't know what's in here. It might it be baby powder. It might be what? actual baby That's powder. Strange. I'm going to have a powdered baby. This might, I don't know what's I in here. I don't get it. Let's not count our chickens. That's over my head. I don't get it. I don't get that joke. I don't get that one. What does it mean? Because Johnson & Johnson makes baby powder. Oh. And I got the Johnson oh, & Johnson. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just put it together. It was... Yikes. So... A lot of people got vaccines. Yeah. Hey, yes, it helps you not get COVID. I like it when she's she's on her videos and she's like the pandemic. Sorry, pandemic. Anyway, uh, you like can't help I, it. I got COVID two times, by the way. It was awful. And my uh, eyesight okay. went. These are pers- I can't see anymore without like some type of glasses on. Uh, completely almost blind. Was this the second one or the first one? Delta. I oh. had for four Omicromny. months. Omicromny. Omicromny. The second one. I don't know. It just got, got me two four times. months. Wow. Like I couldn't taste. I could. And that's all neurological. I mean, it was. Well, you want to hear if it wasn't something funny? Yes. I was so desperate for money. I got offered you Big Brother. Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> so I had to get the uh, vaccination and everything. And um, <laughs> and we had to go into quarantine all together in this hotel. But I didn't know who the opponents were or anything because they don't tell you. So we were ushered into a hotel. I got COVID while being in quarantine no. in the hotel. Because no. clearly someone didn't want me going on that show. So I always think it's hilarious that I'm in quarantine in this hotel. They served our food like under the under the door, basically. Like we weren't allowed. They had put treadmills in our room. Like we were stuck in a room. Like we couldn't leave. And I get, I get COVID while I'm in there. What? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't go on Big Brother Celebrity. Has there ever been something that came along that you were like, I really need this money, but I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I got offers Dancing with the Stars a couple of years ago and it ruined my life. I was like, am I at this point already? Like, it was so... Ins- you did it? No, I didn't do it. Oh, that'd be fun, though, to me. It hurt my feelings. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I definitely was like, oh, I'm a real has-been when I got the celebrity no, I big was like, brother. This I was is, like, well, I was like, this is, this the is end. so rude. It was like me and David Hasselhoff's daughter. Like, what? <laughs> I was just like, it's... <laughs> but you'd be amazing on Dancing with the Stars. You would probably win because you're a dancer. <laughs> but you're, it's funny because I was like, oh, this is the end. Of, this is I've come to the end of the road. This is it. Big brother celebrity. But I think if you're actually really interesting, compelling, authentic like you, it's not the end of the road. It gets people to see like, oh, this is a side of her I've never seen before. I've only seen her play a drug addict, a suicidal right. maniac, yeah. this white trash. She's actually like super erudite and smart and interesting and nuanced. And I want to see more of her, Aww, which is like, you, I think what's kind of happening, right? <laughs> um, well, um, I don't know. I just said, uh, it's just that I, I don't know how much I really care about the business anymore. I, I think that there's so much more to life. Mm. So I just don't know how much I care. The more I don't care, the more it comes. It's wild. Interesting. It's like it's like it's like with any relationship. But the more you're chasing something, you're chasing it away. Yeah. You know. And the more you're chasing something, the less you're aligned with God anyway. And you're just like, all right, attraction, not promotion. Like, 
I'm I always say like this, like if you if you had your your palm of your hand out and you had a pile of sand. Sand. Right? You know that one? And if you if you open your fingers, it slips through. If you hold it like this, you can hold it forever. Or if, if you, you squeeze do like it this. too tight, it, so if you keep yeah, but if you just hold it just right, then it just kicks it. And that's like that's life. Like just stop pushing. Stop wanting it so bad. Yeah, because it's you're just basically like pushing it away. That's my thing. I hold Or if on you don't care tight. enough, it then it slips away. Mm-hmm. So it's just like find that right balance, you know? And people feel neediness. They feel desperation. They feel when you want something and there's something repellent about that. Totally. You know? Yeah. Which is annoying because it's like I hear these actresses are like, and then I wrote a letter to the director and then I showed up at his house and mm-hmm. I brought him cupcakes and I got the <laughs> job. And I'm like, I already come off with such needy, desperate, manic energy. Like I, they would call the police. You know? Like I, I can't do that shit. <laughs> Like, I hear actresses talk about that and they're like, you and have I, your boombox out. Like, I know. I'm just like, I want this one line and two and a half men. And they're like, ah, oh, she's I made crazy. you a mixtape. Yeah, they put me and in that put, black card of Pennsylvania. Like, I just what, can't. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like where I come from, whatever, but it's just like, I that kind of needy. No one wants desperation. Mm-mm. It's like when, you know, a girl gets broken up with, she keeps calling. It makes him not want you more. It's mm. when you just dip and you vanish mm. that they're like, hey. Don't you feel like something like this, there's something kind of so um, healing about how clarifying it is because are people in their life really revealing themselves like sort of, you know, for me, when something like this, uh, you know, happens, I had sort of a, I've talked about a lot of the podcast, a manic episode in January. You have manic depression? No, I had a manic episode after my mom died. It's okay. It was, I went off birth control. Okay. I went off Prozac. Okay. I went off drugs and okay. everyone thought I was on drugs, but I was smoking weed and I did the, I microdosed those mushroom. Like people were like, oh, this is great for grief. Cause yeah. I, just, I couldn't cry, okay. but it turns out it was being on birth control. You huh. know, that messes with your hormones so much. And I was watching my mom slowly die in front of me and I wasn't crying. I'm and I'm sorry. like, I said, no, please. She was in a bed for 12 years. It was, Aww. you know, both my parents had strokes. Da, da, da. And so, um, uh, she was in a bed. It was a, sort of a nightmare, but you took care of her? Yeah. That's yeah, nice yeah, yeah. of you. Yeah. So it was, you know, I've I've gone broke on really? American healthcare system. Yeah. Wow. They both my parents had strokes without health insurance. Really? Yeah. Putting them in nursing homes, like ICU has just been like a nightmare. Wow, who would have thought you've been through all that? It's it's kind of that's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's sort of this unique torture having <laughs> to just watch your parents die, like Groundhog Day, but your parent your mom's dying, your dad's not, you mm-hmm. know, and just have watching And you're paying all the bills. Yeah. Yeah. And they're miserable. And when you get a front row seat to the ICU is $60,000 a day without what health insurance, you know, it's what it's mockers. Um, and so, but I look at it, you know, kind of as I go, well, it made me work harder, made me tour. I was doing 80 cities a year. Like I had to become a better comedian. Like I had this fire under my ass. Mm -hmm. Like I had to, I had to write that script. I had to make that TV show. Whereas people like, should I write a TV show? And I'm like, I just had to. Everyone's like, how do you work so hard? I'm like, I have fucking bills from like Savannah, you know, fucking um, Kaiser Permanente and collections, dude. Wow. I don't know. You're just like, should I become a blogger or should I become a comedian? Yeah, I'm like, y'all come- with your trust funds trying to yeah. figure out what you're going to do. Like, There's I had- no urgency. Totally. Like I had what, to did, did you get to um, do some jokes for your dad? I did a little bit a little bit it was I was actually talking about this the other day like my dad was really hard on me in a way because I come from sports you Mm -hmm. know probably the same you come with ballet like perfection is key he wanted boys um he you know his dad was in a war um you know we come from coal mining and apple there wasn't a lot of emotion Mm -hmm. his way of loving me which took me a long time to figure it out was always 
not congratulating me on what I did well, but going like, you could have done that better. And at the time it really hurt. And I think in my twenties, I was kind of like, that was me. And that was, and now I look back and I'm like, I look at my friends that got unconditional love from their parents and they're fucking wrecks. Wow. Uh, Really? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you know, so for me, it's like, it's, it's, he, that's the way he was showing me love and making it so that I had this like work ethic and I was able to, you know, you see comics that are like, oh, the audience sucked. He would never, he'd be like, you could have done it this way. Like he, so I didn't get the adulation that I thought I wanted, but I got the great love that I think I needed. Yeah. The proper. So when they say they're proud, it's like, (gasps) it really means something. Yeah. My mom never, so my dad was different. He was proud. My mom, my mom was hard, is hard on me. So I get, I know what that feels like. If I'm a, you know, I'm having a boy, but if I had a daughter, I got to say, I feel like I'd be really hard on her. Cause if I'm not hard on you, the world's going to be hard on you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my my dad was always like, I got to be hard on you in here because if I'm not, then you're going to have to deal with it out there. And I'd rather be me. You think he was that, like he had it all planned out like that much? Or he was just being him? I think he, I think he, because he would always tell me life's not fair. Like he would Mm. tell me really brutal shit. He Mm. was never like, you're going to make it and you can do anything. He's like, you can be the most talented person, but if you don't work the hardest, you're never going to win. He's like, and then he would um, uh, wake me up in the middle of the night and test me for, um, note cards and for tests coming up wow and for pop quizzes in, in the middle of the night which it's this seems like crazy abuse That's i know wild. and he'd be like the um spelling words he'd yeah. be like do i have to do all the spelling words and i'd be like why are we doing this at two in the morning like other kids don't do this he's yeah. like because you don't know you might be tired during That's the test. war times you right might there have to pee during the test yeah. like you, something's going to distract Genius. you and throw you you're never going to be tested in a situation where you're physically comfortable what do you think the point was of all this i'm funny with that question a lot of people in my life what's your five-year plan and i i don't have those i literally i've always maybe it's my buddhism days i'm just super present just day by day Mm. i worry about bills sometimes i'm like oh boy because i don't like collections i don't like bad credit you know i'm definitely like but i don't really have a plan i just but do you think in terms of like god's plan for you you've had to hold in and keep other people's secrets for so long and something we say in program is you're only as sick as the secrets you keep Mm. and i just it's been so um i'm just like i get so happy when i watch you expunging secrets you know like when you talked about the (laughs) the pasta sauce Oh, the, the pasta sauce. Oh, yeah, I could use that money right now, too. <laughs> that was supposed to be my friend, too, like, that I was helping. She just doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. at all. Like, she just she just basically thought that I just gave that to her, even though we signed a contract. So, yeah, but then there's people that are like, you don't have to air all your dirty laundry out on IG. I'm like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, seriously. This is the dry cleaning. Yeah, this is me already, like, already like filtering it gnarly you know like there's a lot more i would love to talk about all the stuff that is going on you know yeah just uh, it's been really it's been a great business i've had a blast but it's also been really sad you know like even going back to like britney murphy like mm. that was my pal and like what happened to her and britney spears like like i i worked with her day day by day i mean she she was awesome a sweetheart and so kind and um you know, it's just, I think she's, I mean, I don't know what's going on with her, but it's like, it's just sad to see the, the dismantling of people's souls. It know? also is to get 5150 with what happened to her, mm-hmm. whatever collusion and that's 5150 going on. What's up? She had a 51. She had, well, her dad was able to basically become her conservator. Right. And in the state of California, you, someone can't do that to you if you can say, 
the date and mm. your name. Mm. So if she was able to say the date and her name to the judge, none of this could have happened. And I have a very hard time believing she couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's pretty she's pretty with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So unless it was just they try to get her to do it under poor conditions, like if she was mm-hmm. half asleep, you know what I mean? Like then it's you know. That, and that's when you watch fair. her, you're like, she was so um, brave and brazen and on top of her shit and would choreograph her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't like a plant, an industry plant. She wasn't like a puppet that mm-hmm. was sort of this like um, constructed pop star, you know? And then you see what happened to her personality. I actually did a thing on um, the podcast that was because NDAs really scare people and her dad really scared people in the non-disclosure agreements and anyone. So I was like, there's no way her dad can be doing all of this. Her dad can't be jamming the pills down her throat and making sure she doesn't leave and hiding the keys. How am I going to drive my car? That's her anthem. (laughs) And, um, and I was like, so there's got to be at least 20 people that are enforcing him keeping her in prison. Right. I I find it interesting. Um, cause when I was on the movie, there was a woman named Fee. Do do you know who Fee is? Mm -mm. So Fee was like her, her like side, side, I mean, basically like an assistant of sorts, older woman, beautiful, kind woman. And Fee was always around. She's a real deep Southern accent and she was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And suddenly she's nowhere. I think it's weird that Lynn Spears is nowhere to be found. Like, how come they never speak on it? Um, I went to a club like maybe a few years ago, like let's say maybe eight years ago. And this bodyguard that was working, like, pulled me aside. Pulled, yanked yeah. me away from my friends and told me a bunch of stuff. Like he needed to get it off his chest. And I was like, oh, well. I had that happen with a a cleaning lady in Portland because I did this whole thing where I said, if you work for uh, Brittany and you're someone that's helping cut up the pills or whatever, doser, you know, um, I will pay your NDA violation fee. So and all these people started emailing me coming up to me. There was a security guard or I'm sorry, a cleaning lady in Portland who came up to me in a hotel and she said, I cleaned Brittany's room at Planet Hollywood and they took my phone before I went in and there were two security guards next to her at all times while I was just cleaning her room. So yeah, it just makes me feel that. So so you're right. So basically like, um, like the day we went and got our tattoo. So I have a tattoo and she saw it and she wanted it. So big Rob took us that day to the tattoo parlor and she copied my tattoo off me. It's smaller, but like, yeah, there was always somebody. And um, we all went out one night and, um, you know, but the bodyguards are everywhere, you know, but she's, she's still allowed to do some stuff, but you never could have her without somebody around. Mm-hmm. That's true. What did the bodyguard say at the nightclub a couple of years ago? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I should go there. Does it dart in your neck? <laughs> I just, yeah, I just like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to disrespect her privacy. And But it wasn't about her, to be honest. It was mm-hmm. about somebody else. And But he was upset. I mean, mm-hmm. He was tearing up and I couldn't remember him, but he could remember me. And he was just so upset. We're talking so upset. visually so shook and it's also it's like the kind of thing that not a lot of people have compassion for but nobody really talks about the trauma of fame I think that they've broken her sister's mind too Mm -hmm. you know it's like you know like her sister turning on her like someone put her up to that she doesn't want to do that to her I think money does wild things to people's brains too Mm -hmm. you know especially if you didn't have it growing up and then all of a sudden you have it Yeah, it just scrambles your brain Yeah, and also that dad seems like real trash yeah person i never met him i met i met lynn but not her her dad and then with Brittany murphy like looking at these cases is there a little part of you that's like oh thank god i I think it's interesting that Brittany murphy bought britney spears's house that was 
covered in black mold. And that's why Britney Spears moved out. And then Britney Murphy bought that house. I just I always thought that was an interesting. Like black mold is very dangerous. Very for dangerous. Our health. So I always thought that was interesting. Cause she died with like pneumonia, I think. Like pneumonia and just like out of nowhere. I mean, the documentary about that guy, Simon, who I think had the same drugs mm-hmm. in his system or something. And him, the mom, him and the mom were in cahoots. I mean, I think it's like there was a lot of really spooky shit around that. <laughs> Do you ever sort of feel like you're glad you didn't get to that that level? Um, when you say like, that, I don't get asked to star level. in movies. You know what I mean? When you say that, like, do you think there's a level of fame that is just too dangerous for a, a Yeah, psyche? so, yeah. Yeah, if you don't drink the Kool-Aid, you don't drink the gold juice. So I was offered the gold juice three times in my 20s, my 30s, and What's my 40s. What's that? Pee? <laughs> a lot of golden showers in The Burbank. gold juice that I will live forever and I'll have whatever I want. The gold juice. You never offered the gold juice? No, I'm... I'm a scumbag comic. What's the gold juice? I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't drink it and I didn't want it. And is this in I a notice when all the girls, certain girls on Orange um, changed? Yeah, it's a real thing. It's like a real thing. Like it's all a real thing. And it's scary because they send like people after you and they can like kind of moonlight as like a friend or, you know, and, and they're wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and, and listen, you can have everything you want, all the fame in the world, all the money. I'm like, hmm, what if I just drank it? But then I, you know what I mean? Like, what if I, and I don't know what it is. It's, if it's a metaphor for the gold juice, like, you feel what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying? Mostly. And um, if there's a tincture that makes you younger, I better know where, <laughs> you better let me in on this. If adrenochrome is real, I'll be first well, apparently in line. Well, you can put, you know, um, some of some of the women put like some type of like like baby's foreskin on their face. Or sure, something. sure. Why do you think I'm having a kid? <laughs> um, you think I want to be a mother? Oh, wow, you insane! Oh, Kevin Listen. Spacey already called dibs on this. He just Ew. he just wired me two milli to my <laughs> PayPal. That's all. <laughs> oh man. So there, wow. I mean, I, <laughs> I did. I don't believe in all that adrenochrome. So I'm like, there's just no way that all, all that. No, because if it existed, I'd be there right now. <laughs> I'd be at the pizza place. Oh. <laughs> um, wow. But it's also wow. it's interesting, though, because when people uh-huh. have these like conspiracy theories online about like people in Hollywood. What's a conspiracy? Yeah, that we all just electrocute yeah, babies. It's like the, we just eat. We have a baby. Right? <laughs> it's also, by the way, I mean. So annoying. Most women in Hollywood like, are infertile because of all the trash we put in our bodies. The last thing we're going to do is eat a baby if we have one. It's right. hard enough to get one. But also. Just have it to eat it. When I, when I think <laughs> we don't eat carbs. We're not going to eat a human baby. Um, we're all intermittent fast. Babies aren't keto. I'm vegan. Um, but exactly. But. <laughs> To me, I'm always like, no, no, the truth is so much worse than these wild rumors that you guys are coming up with. I mean, child acting to me is always yeah, wild. Yeah, like, talk about a, that. Any uh, child acting in general. Like, why is child labor illegal yet child acting is okay? Like, I don't, to me, and I got, you know, I did take a video down on Instagram recently. And Which I'm one? so pissed because I was talking about Sound of Freedom and obviously movie's so important. The guy that made it, you know, had some allegations from the, he was telling women, like, if you just shower together in front of me, you'll save some children, which is... Wait, which one, Tim? The or? guy, Tim Ballard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Which is, if it, if it saves kids, rub-a-dub-dub, bitch. Like, sure. I don't know. Maybe that was part of it. Rub-a-dub-dub. I don't know. 
Robert like, Ducky, you're the one. <laughs> like, who cares? Like, he oh, made you wow. shower with someone. These kids are getting trafficked. Shut up. Right. Like, just say no and yeah. move on. Just pulling anything they yeah, can, right? Yeah, any guy will do that. Every guy will yeah, try to take. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, I, I, he's good. He takes big swings. Maybe he's going to get more kids out. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, you're getting kids out? Sure, I'll take a shower for you. Like, yeah. whatever. You just you earned it, bud. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I was <laughs> once you've been in Hollywood, someone asks you to take a shower with another woman. You're like, that's it? I know. It's sure. <laughs> that's all. That's Put a me good in, day. coach. Yeah. Um, Put me in, coach. Just the idea that that's you're fun. like, we went to go rescue children from Thailand that were getting trafficked, and he asked me to take a shower. It's like you think you're the traumatized person, and <laughs> just like move Weird. on. And so, so what did you say? Yeah, I, so I had said like, yes, but also I do find it weird that there are child actors in the Sound of Freedom movie because being a child actor is also kind of spooky. And are these kids really consenting to play victims of this right. horrific thing? Are they going to grow up? What do you up? teach them? And what are you, what are the directors saying? Like, yeah. you need to look scared because this, ma- I, I just. Wow, that's deep. That's, I don't know. That's really astute. But to me, I'm like, you guys are like, let's stop trafficking kids. Meanwhile, you you're, know, you're people. are traumatizing these actors. Are, people are dragging these five-year-olds out to Burbank to go stand in front of adults and like cry on cue and pretend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was. Traumatized. My thing is just like, use CGI kids or midgets. And it's called small people. It's called they're called pipsqueaks. <laughs> <laughs> the official PC term. I've worked with a lot of them. They're called little darlings. Ooh. That's what we call them now. That's cute. Strong babies. Strong babies. Uh, tall babies. So with it, funny voices. So I don't have the solution. I'm just saying, if you're against child trafficking, you also probably are like yet. Okay, you're so you're against child trafficking. You'd love to see a six year old give a dramatic monologue. Like what? Like why is this kid? That's cr- a really good point. Why aren't they in school? Why aren't they? I mean, I also I'm obsessed with Shirley Temple. I mean, when people are like is Hollywood creepy? I'm like, it was built on the back of a four year old child named Shirley Temple who used to twerk on men on boats. Wow. That's your thing. Um, <laughs> hey, say. And she's remember Shirley Temple movies. She's always like at war with yeah. a bunch of men. There's no mom like, tap dancing around like she's a just with her little yeah. with her shaking her. When you know enough about and how there's the, a drink at Shirley Temple, it's a yeah. I mean, when uh, you know enough about the business the way we do, you know like mm-hmm. every shot was choreographed for weeks. Right. Her wardrobe, they perfectly hemmed it yep. to show her little bloomers and her Aww. diapers and yeah. they and she's there's um the good ship lollipop, dude. That it's kind of a bop, but <laughs> it's her and a bunch of men like on a train and she's just dancing for them. There's no nanny. Weird. There's no woman. She's just Yeah, and they're loving it. Like Who was like let's go see Shirley Temple at yeah. the theater and watch like, this who, 4-year-old Where's her fu- mother? Her where father. are the where are the and there's I mean, dude, there's also one where she's in blackface that would give Justin Trudeau a run for his money. Um, they're like when you're putting shoe polish on a four year old, like take a good hard look. Oh, you haven't seen Shirley Temple in blackface? No. As a young like when she was young, dude, is that just like a facial mask? Like to, like, <laughs> like, like a, she was. I I honestly I don't know. That's I don't, not. That's not. I right. really don't want to dig more into that. Yeah. Um, I never saw that. It's traumatizing, but like she's just, yeah, it's like, why are kids in movies? And like then Brooke Shields. 
in in Alba Lagoon when she had her first blood. You're like, what? Yeah, that was wild. Also, my favorite movie is Labyrinth. But he was, he's different. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer Connelly was like 15. David Bowie was like, I don't know. He's a vampire, though. He's ageless. (laughs) (laughs) David Bowie. It doesn't count. Yeah, that's my favorite. You know, but it's like you, I just, and also it's like, with these shows about teenagers, like we know how these work. Why is some 50-year-old man writing dialogue for a teenage girl? What do you think it is? What's happening? I just think it's like, I just think we're in a spooky business and I think men have run it for the longest time and, you know, I think I think animated movies, like kids, you can do kids movies without using kids, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that using children in television is just, it's worked, it's been popular, Hannah Montana, all this, and then, we see the ramifications. Mm-hmm. We see what happens to these children. And we're like, oh, Amanda Bynes, Britney Spears, da-da-da. Child acting destroys these people, but we're kind of okay with it. And then we want to beat up on them and yeah, make and fun of them. Up. Yeah, that, that, that part's off. Yeah, she's a mess. She's a DUI. Like, yeah. I mean, Amanda Bynes, I don't know exactly what's going on, but watching the internet just have this field day with this girl we watched grow up and have to be mm-hmm. an adult. It's, I mean, you know, being on a TV set, like, you have to be an adult mm-hmm. when you're a child. Yeah, I started at 19 officially. So I was a little, yeah. I was you were like, a little bit older. Yeah. But I know like Kirsten Dunst are like uh, the vampire movie. Like, thir- or, like she was young. With yes, the yeah. interview with the vampire. Yeah. So yeah, like watching her because she was in my class. And yeah, they coddled her a lot because of that. But she turned out like, all right. Yeah, you know? no, she's, she's. Yeah, she's like, she has a good mom. Um, But yeah, you're right. Sad though, when you really. Kinda, I just, when I see. I'm just sitting here like, damn. When I know? see child yeah, actors in dramas it. that are about sex trafficking I'm just kind of like that child didn't I mean does, do they know what the subject matter is if not they're going to find out pretty soon mm-hmm. and then we know the logistics of auditioning like how did how is this child picked were they like yeah she looked like right. she looks like a traumatized yeah or she looks like someone someone would want to traffic she looks oh. she looks like she'd go for like what is that conversation none of it's good yeah. like I don't like any of it Right. You know, that's just not a situation I think a child should be you're in. Right. But then you're like, well, this movie should get made if it's. But is it making it? I don't know. Should it have been a documentary? I don't know the answer. It was like it was like one of one of Tim's like I guess probably his greatest account of saving kids. But it's like there's such a deeper issue that feels like gotta, it's about Tim. That's how I felt about it a little bit. It's just when you know what's really going on and why does he have a publicist? Like why is Tim on the talk? He's gotten grumpy too. He used to be like really really nice and happy but he's kind of gotten like I just don't even enjoy looking at him anymore talk yeah I think it's like to me it's sort of like if you know how to get kids out why are you doing anything else but or also tell us how to do like if you're gonna go on the view and talk about your new book like can you let us we'll head over to Mm -hmm. Vietnam or wherever Mm -hmm. like why are you final question you're doing the crossroads uh uh, uh, Q&A tonight kind of thing is there a QA? I don't know is there a Q&A Maybe and we're no. just going. I guess it came out. Re, it like re, um, yeah. They're showing it because she put out a book, mm-hmm. and so they like. I don't know. Is it what? What's the dates? It's like October. Was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or tomorrow? Mm. T- today and tomorrow. Are we releasing it? Yeah. So we're going just to have fun and yeah, just to, just because it's fun. It's it's Britney, dude. We love Britney. dude. It's Britney. It's Crossroads. Yeah. But why? The, someone took your name off it or not? It's back on. I mean, we oh. have the poster from Croatia. Oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't put me in, like, Rolling Stones. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the fuck this poster is. Like, where'd you find this I one? don't even know. I think we mocked it yeah, up no, in the back. Yeah, there, there. But, yeah, so, like, the, some of the main publications didn't add me. They, they put Zoe Saldana, Britney Spears, and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I'm like, is that Dan Aykroyd? 
And people don't like me. I don't know why. I don't know what I did. I love you and I hate everyone. Yeah, I don't know. The I... right people love you. Yeah, that's all that matters. The right people get it. That's all that matters. Um, thank you for doing this. Absolutely. And hopefully uh Taryn's gonna start a podcast. <laughs> I'd love to. I think you should. Don't you think? I mean, I don't know if I could like I don't know if I have that same like leadership quality like you do, how you can lead it like that. I'd have to learn. You can you do what you're already doing in your videos, but you just don't have to jam it into three minutes True. you know and you can kind of just we'll just see blab, we'll talk about it blab but, yeah but it's <laughs> like you have like so much wisdom and you have such a big heart and um i think we need more of that oh thank you buddy i really like you you're awesome we're, i was so excited and my friends were excited to meet you so thank you for having me and yeah, thank though. you for trusting me and seeing me not making fun of me. I just, it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I end these very awkwardly. Is Don't it, ride elephants. Taryn Manning is. is. Yay. <laughs>